Hello, my fellow dream chasers. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host and fellow dream defender, Misty Phillip, here to inspire you to boldly chase after God and to partner with Him to do His redemptive work in these last days. If we are to stand strong in these days, then we need courage. The definition of courage, according to Merriam-Webster, is strength of mind to carry on despite danger. Now, in John 16, 33, in the ESV, we learn that in this world, we will have tribulation. Not we might have tribulation, but that we will have trouble. But we are told to take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. This week, I read a shocking headline in the Christian Post. It read, most adults. U.S. Christians don't believe the Holy Spirit is real. Yes, you heard me right. I said most adult Christians don't believe the Holy Spirit is real. What? This article goes on to say that an estimated 176 million American adults who identify as Christian just 6% or 15 million of us Christian believers actually hold a biblical worldview. This is according to a new study that was put out by Arizona University. Y'all, in Matthew 7, verse 13, it tells us to enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. If we are to enter the narrow gate, we must have courage to stand strong in our faith. I wrote about this kind of courageous faith in The Struggle is Real, but so is God Bible Study. And if you're struggling today, I would encourage you to go to Amazon and grab this study and some friends and go through it because it talks about what it means to overcome. Friends, if we are to receive the rewards for overcomers promised in the book of Revelation, then in this day, we must walk boldly and courageously in our faith. And today, I have asked my new friend, Eric Nordoff, that I met at Podcast Movement, who is the host of the Courage Cast, to come on to the By His Grace podcast to discuss courage. Eric and his family live in Nashville, and I just had the pleasure to be introduced to him and to the work of his amazing wife. Now, Eric believes encouragement builds belief. Belief makes the impossible possible. Don't you love that? Y'all, we serve a God of the impossible. His podcast exists to encourage others so that more people will believe in themselves and will find the courage to face their fears and commit to taking action so they will be unstoppable. 
So y'all, I um, encourage you to settle in and listen to the wisdom that Eric has to share with us today on the By His Grace podcast. If this episode encourages you, please share it with a friend and be sure to leave us a review. You can follow me over on Podchaser and leave me a review there. Eric Nordoff, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am excited to have you here with me today. How are you? Really good. It's so good to be with you, Misty, by his grace. That's right. That's right. We met at Podcast Movement where I did a launch uh, for the Spark Media Magazine and you reached out and said, you know, hey, I'm a believer. I'd like to attend. And then we started talking and we totally hit it off. And there were some interesting coincidences of people that we knew because you're local in the area and some things we were doing. And and um, when I found out about your podcast, cast the the courage cast I said hey Eric would you come and be a guest on my podcast because this year I've been talking about uh, chasing our dreams and following God and one of the components of that is having courage and so mm. I know that um, you encourage other men to walk in courage um, but I want to start off by asking you maybe a question that's going to be a little bit vulnerable have you always been courageous <laughs> it's such an it's such an easy question to answer for me and I laugh because I'm probably I I need courage every single day and I'm probably one of the least courageous people I know isn't it funny when we talk about something and our topics on our podcast is you probably need a lot of grace right so I I talk about courage because I need a lot of it so no, I have definitely not been this courageous, but one, the reason I started the podcast is I noticed that with the people I was working with, and at that time I was heavily into our network marketing business. And I realized that every single day I needed, and they, the, the listeners needed the team I was working with, they all needed just that little five seconds of courage to say yes to something or to uh, uh, either maybe even to say no to something. And it's just little, little moments, little seconds of courage that were needed to be able to do maybe the right thing to take a stand for something. Um, it, it was not the, the big, you know, jumping out of an airplane and parachuting. Those are not, that's not what, that's not what courage means to me. It's, it's the little, moments that matter. Yeah. And I think that as believers in the world that we are living in today, um, we need a whole lot of courage and, yes. and it's courage for the big things because there are some people that God is calling to do very big audacious things. And mm -hmm. then there's others that he is calling to just be faithful and to stand firm where they are, whether it's in their workplace or in their home or in their local community or online. Um, what are some of the ways that you are seeing that, uh, or some steps that, that believers can take today to act 
um, courageous? Yeah. So I think the, the first thing that comes up to me is waking up with a sense of gratitude and uh, setting, setting the, the pace for your day. And, and I talk to a lot of business people and business leaders. So for me, what comes up is just how we are approaching our day from the very moment. This may not seem like a very courageous thing, but making your bed and being grateful, choosing to be grateful. Sometimes that takes some strength. Sometimes that that's not always what we feel. It's, it's actually not about listening to our feelings. Uh, a lot of times I wake up fearful. A lot of times I wake up not confident or, uh, you know, even overnight I've wrestled with something and it's about sort of remembering not sort of it's, it's about remembering who we are in Christ from the very moment we set our feet on the floor, we give thanks. Uh, we, we say uh, the model prayer, maybe um, that's kind of what sets me up for the day and to remember who I am, that I'm his son and that you are his daughter and that we are to get, we are loved. He is already for us. It's about remembering those things. I know those things are sort of not necessarily things you might think of as courageous, but they are definitely the things that we need to choose. And I think sometimes our choices that we make and our decisions that we make come down to these small little habits that we start and we regularly visit on a consistent basis. I don't think it's an accident that God talks so much about uh, routines and traditions, and especially in the Old Testament, some of the things that that were established that are so good for us uh, that 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 He wants and intends for us, from the Ten Commandments to uh, uh, to uh, writing them, writing Scripture on the tablet of our heart and putting them on on our eyelids. You know, those sort of things are so important for us to just get to the point of choosing courage. Uh, it, the word says, take heart, right? Scripture takes, says, uh, take, take heart. That, that actual heart actually in another translation means courage uh, in, in Joshua one, nine, uh, sorry, one, six, when he says that. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's very important for us to do that. Actually um, it's actually from Psalm 31, be strong and take heart all you hope in the Lord be strong and take up your courage because we have a God who looks out for us so we can have that courage. Yeah. And, and our God is definitely a God of order. It started in Genesis with creation and, and God resting. And so, you know, he created all, all of the things and then God rested. God didn't need to rest. God did that to give us the example of how to live our lives. And so he is about the the very small decisions. And my husband used to have a saying, I am tomorrow because of what I do today. And Mm. so the decisions that we are making today are impacting our day, but they're also impacting tomorrow. And they're also affecting those around us. And then as, as parents, they're, they're affecting another generation. And so taking courage in the everyday, I think is, 
is as important as it is to take courage to do the big things that God calls us to do. I agree with you 100%. It is those tiny habits, those small little habits that we begin to implement. And I love what your husband said. I'm a, I might adopt that for myself. Yeah. Uh, what I do today impacts my tomorrows. So yeah. it's very good. Yeah. And especially, you know, <laughs> with his recent health scare that he had, he realized he'd become a little complacent with his health and, you know, nothing like a health scare to make you want to be uh, very vigilant with your health. And so I'm excited to see what his tomorrows hold now that he is, you know, taking his health by the, by the reins uh, again. Mm. Which is a courageous step because I think for us, like many people during the pandemic, you know, we were home all together and, you know, comfort food is, is fun uh, for a little while, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, but is not the best fuel for our bodies. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I love that you're so health conscious. We were talking before we got started about that. And uh, I think, uh, ironically, you know, we talked about gut health and that's one of the things you said you were working on with your husband. I think it's something that we all would be very well advised to work on. Uh, Gut health, strengthening what's happening on our insides. And it's sort of ironic that being courageous takes guts Right. So I can put those two things together. Gut health is sort of a, a thing that I focus in on a lot, not only with myself, but what I try to encourage other men to do is to uh, strengthen their their gut health and and work on those things. And you do that by eating some really, really good foods. You You eat vegetables and fruits. You bring your pH levels up. When you do that, you get to a better state where you're able to deal with disease and, and take care of those things. So if you're, if you're constantly harming your insides with sugar and, and maybe even some certain grains and, and even dairy and those sorts of things, I mean, those things are fine, even if you're not intolerant to have every once in a while, but your body just starts to break down the more you do that. And so I I love that you're feeding him fermented foods and good, good collagen and, and um, also getting him some good fats probably as well. Yes, yes, yes. We're doing all all those things. Well, let's, I want to ask you, uh, you know, in the beginning, I asked you, were you always courageous? And I want to, I was trying to get an answer from you that I didn't get. So I'm going to try that again. Um, okay. I'm going to re-ask because um, something else that I discovered about you is that you are a musician, mm-hmm. but you said that back in the early days that you, uh, you came to Nashville, but then you didn't pursue your music. Were you held back by fear? Um, talk to me a little bit about that. And then I'm how do you remember that? And then how did you overcome that? So, okay. So yeah, when I first moved to Nashville 26, seven years ago, 27 years ago, I became very quickly aware of how comparing myself was really, well, I would compare what I was, my my skills and my ability as a piano player. And I realized, man, these guys are amazing. They are professional piano players and producers, and I need to give this up and pursue something else. So I ended up going into sales 
which, which also is a strength of mine. And that's something I very much enjoy, but I sort of quit on the music composition and the music production side of it, which was the number one reason I moved here. And I think that that was a time where I, and I wasn't, I wasn't even a Christian yet at that time either. So not to say that I wouldn't have made the same choice had I known Christ, but what I know now and what I eventually learned was that obviously comparison is the thief of joy and, right. and taking a look at what God gifted me to do and comparing that with God, the way God works in others is a huge mistake and was, was something I learned I needed not to do. And it's something I continually try to remember not to do. But specifically as it related to the music, what eventually would end up happening is God would lead me to someone who was starting a new music company. He was going to sell these CDs back when we could still sell CDs into the gift market, into all of these little gift shops, like, you know, Cracker Barrel and, and gift shops all around and tea rooms all around. And he asked me, he knew I had, we had shared a little bit about our dreams, hopes and dreams. He was a piano player himself, but he asked me to produce an instrumental CD. And I was like, yes, I'll do that. By this point, it was maybe five years in. And I still had that hunger and that urge to produce music. And I said, yes, I'm so glad I said yes. That was a courageous decision that ended up uh, for me, the start of a nine album series called Quiet Time that is still out there today. And, and uh, it's a series of instrumental piano music, faith-based piano music, some of some hymns, some known songs, worship songs, but, but a lot of my original music that I had always wanted to compose very much like Yanni or Jim Brickman sounding music. So, and it brought me so much fulfillment and so much joy. And it's just been an honor to have this music produced, but it took me, five extra years to do that because I compared myself, but it also was God's timing as well yeah. uh, that it came around at the time. Cause I don't know if I would have done it on my own. It took someone asking me to do it. Um, but I, I guess I'm, I'm saying all of this. I want your listeners, if there is something that's been nagging them to do creatively, whatever it is, maybe it's not, it doesn't make sense to anyone else that you should do that. Or maybe you're not, you don't believe you're the most talented at doing it. I say, do it, do it because it's been one of the best life-giving things for me that opened up other doors of creativity of things that I never thought I would do, but it gave me the boldness to say, no, it's something that's, I'm a creative being. God made the creator made me to be creative. He made you to be creative when you're podcasting. I bet you feel life right? I feel life talking to you. Yeah. God is about that. And, and uh, so pursue it. I love it. Love, love, love it. And, and when we can co-create with God, when we come to him and we take all of our hopes and our dreams and our desires and our skill and our ability and, and we say, what is it that you would have me do, Lord? And sometimes he calls us to do big, bold, audacious things. Like when I prayed that prayer and he told me to start a podcast conference, I was like, what? I've never even been to a podcast conference. You want who? Me? To do what? And like you just said, you know, that opened the door, my obedience and 
that opened the door to then me starting a podcast community and starting a network and then now uh, a magazine. And so all of those doors were opened because I simply said yes and had courage, which I was afraid. The funny thing about this is that I never thought I would be a podcaster, never thought I would be a writer. I, I mean, I put, I homeschooled my kids and put them in speech and debate because I was afraid to speak and I didn't want my kids to struggle with speaking. And now my friends that look at me and hear me speak, they were like, we would never have thought that. But the very first time I took the stage, I literally made myself so physically ill and I was driving my entire family crazy for days beforehand, my husband said, if you don't get this figured out, we're not going to let you do it because we can't handle this. <laughs> and and so I think it just takes that, that, that being courageous. And so you know how I overcame that day when I um, was going to take the stage that morning when I got there, I got to the church early. And normally I would be the person who's like running around helping everybody get set up. And instead, I just put my arms in a posture of worship just straight up in the air as the worship band practiced. And I just thanked God for every opportunity. Thank you that I've been asked to speak. Thank you for this time. Thank you that um, you're here with me. And I just, and that whole shift in perspective, I wasn't when I stepped on that stage, I didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth. But afterwards, I went, oh my gosh, God, that was so much better than I could have ever imagined it to be. And I think that's what you're trying to say is, is, is in the little things and in the big things, take courage, take heart. Yes. Life is an adventure. I think we need to remember that God uh, gives us divine appointments and that actually a, a relationship and a walking, walking with God, a journeying with him is uh, to steal the line, the great adventure, Stephen Curtis Chapman, right? right. It, it really is. It's, it's, so much fun when you have the perspective of, okay, God, where are you leading me today? Who do I get to bless today? Who do I, who do you want me to, who needs healing today? Who do you want me to encourage today? Uh, what, what adventure do you have me on? Um, and just a side note, one of the best things I ever did, which was again, a common story here. My dad made me, so I, I had another person ask me about, ask me to produce that CD. I probably wouldn't have done it. I don't think at least not that soon. Had he not said something, my father encouraged me to, uh, well actually made me go to a Dale Carnegie, uh, public speaking and human effectiveness class when I was 16 years old. And I don't know, I just said, yes, so many things I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have experienced if I had said no to that, or if I had, you know, never, if my father had never asked, never said you know, suggested I do that. So I would just say, if you're faced with the decision like that, um, and you know, it's something that would be good for you, but even though it scares you, you got to do it scared and you've got to do it because on the other side of that fear, on the other side of that courage and that conquering is the feeling you had after you stepped off the stage of, wow, that was, that was a great experience. God, I want to, I want to have that more. I'm glad I surrendered and to you, Lord, and, and gave myself up for these people. It was a surrendering to you, the Lord. And it was a surrendering to those people really of just trying to give them a gift of yeah. whatever it is that you felt led to speak on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a surrender is a key component to um, to following our dreams and and to chasing God, and um, and then courage, having courage to be obedient to the thing that He calls us to, understanding that um, our life is a tapestry. Because as I talk mm. to you and I see all these different parts of your testimony and all these things that you do, I'm sure that you like. I can look back and see like. When I was doing this, God was preparing me for this. When mm-hmm. I did that, God, and how he works all of those things together, the good and the bad and the messy and the fun and the amazing, um, to make us the people that we are so that we yeah. can can serve him. So um, what is another one of those threads of the tapestry that has helped you to uh, get you to where you are? Cause you have your, your podcast and um, you've done these other coaching things. You also edit people's podcasts. Is that something that you thought that you would, would end up doing is editing podcasts? No, no idea. Uh, but all I do know is that when I was in college, I loved doing two things. I loved hanging out in the music room of the, of the music program there at this college. And then I loved spending time in the television radio broadcast booth, uh, trying to audition to get on, uh, to be an anchor, et cetera. And I ended up choosing Nashville to work on music, but I had no idea that eventually that would swing back to my love of broadcasting and podcasting uh, has been such a gift for me. You know, I built two pretty successful businesses as a result of podcasts. One was the network marketing business I told you about. The other was actually a Walking Dead podcast, a fan podcast for fans of the Walking Dead TV show. I had never in my wildest dreams, I don't even like horror movies. I don't like anything related, anything (laughs) scary, to be honest. That's another reason why I started the Courage Cast is because it was so opposite of what I normally would do, but it was one of the best things I could have ever done. It was the actually the the time in my life where I, uh, again, talking about feeling alive, where I knew God had me in that place to bring so much life and light into a very dark, you know, uh, area, zombies and horror. I mean, it's very, talk about darkness, but I got to be a light in, in the midst of that. And to be honest with you, I had judged the people that love that kind of thing. And there were a lot of born again believers in that space. There were a lot of people who were just good people, a lot of great people in that space. And I got to work with them, co-labor with them in some ways uh, that I never expected. And, but I got to be a light and I got to love those people really well and build a, a convention business around, which started as a podcast and then a convention business, uh, which I then was able to sell, bring that all the way around. So I have produced over a thousand podcasts episodes between all of these different podcasts. And, and uh, I've started to produce a, because someone asked me, I started to produce, and I said, yes, a, another person's podcast, another company's podcast. And I found a niche that I could really be an influence and be a help to a lot of these companies who want to build their brand companies, influencers, coaches, that want to build their brand and they think that podcasting could be the way to do that, but they just need some coaching and they need some help and they need some editing help. So I actually hire out my editors now because I'm not going to be able to scale our podcast consulting business if I don't hire them out. But 
but I love to, to work alongside and, and, and help people go from point A to point Z and, and accomplish that goal of not only getting the podcast out there, but making it a podcast that's influential, that can make an impact on the people they're trying to reach their customers, help them sound like a pro. This is always what I say, sound like a pro, grow your audience and make more sales. That is um, a joy for me to, to uh, partner with people in. I love that. I love that. And we actually work with some of the same people. So that was really fun to find out as well. So um, Eric, thank you so much for being on By His Grace today. Um, If there is somebody here who is um, struggling to take a courageous step, they feel like God's calling them to do something, but they may be held back by fear. What would you say to them to encourage them? Well, I would say to first of all, not be too difficult. Don't don't be too hard on yourself because we all feel it. You are not alone. If you want to compare, remind yourself that you are a human being just like everyone else. We all uh, put one foot in front of the other. We all put our pants on the same way and you are you are loved by the King of Kings. And so he accepts you as you are. You, you don't have to perform for him. You don't have to do anything special for him. You just need to be who you were created to be. And when you take a deep breath and you surrender and you lead with gratefulness, just focus on taking the first small, tiny step, make it, make that your yes. Just say yes to the step that's going to take you from the fear and take you out of just take one step out of that fear to something that maybe you're not comfortable with, but you know, you can do whatever that is towards whatever goal you're trying to achieve. Just step forward into that. Watch how God shows up and uh, it's going to be a great adventure the whole rest of the way. I love it. I love it. So one last question, what is your next great adventure? Well, the next great adventure is actually multiplying this uh, podcast consulting business, uh, ericnordoff.com. Uh, I just launched that and um, I am super excited to see who God leads me to and who God brings into my path. I have uh, been wanting to start an agency of sorts and I believe in podcasting very much. So that is actually my big next adventure right now. That's super exciting. Well, we will have to put all of the information about you and all of the things that you do in the show notes so people can check that out. Um, So Eric, thank you so much for being here with me today on By His Grace. Thank you, Misty. You're the best. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.